We need to get LeBron James to go talk to Cody Bellinger and tell him that if you are a superstar, that you do not need to play hard on the defensive side of the court. Okay? <laughs> you know the only thing that's happening to me if I'm standing at the plate looking at a pitcher? I, the only thing that's happening to me is my pants are probably getting wet. That's the only thing that's happening. <laughs> tell you the truth, this is over. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Frenemy. So excited to have you tuning in with us. Guys, I was thinking how big this show is going to be because we, we, we all saw that the outline was pretty long. But you know what was really long? Was the 1953 Brooklyn Dodger lineup. See how I put the Dodgers in there for our history lesson on Tuesday night, Tim? <laughs> I, I like now, it. Now, now, these names were names I'm familiar with. I've heard these names, but I nece didn't necessarily ever put stats behind them before, so we got some stats with you. The 1953 Brooklyn Dodgers. Jim Gilliam uh, batted leadoff. He played second base. Pee Wee Reese, what a, what a great name that is, played shortstop. Duke Schneider played center field. Jackie Robinson, of course, in left field. Gil Hodges. Roy Campanella, that's a name right there, a catcher. A catcher named Roy Campanella. Carl Furillo. And Billy Cox might have been a Bobby Cox relative at some time. You think you think that was an ancestor of Bobby Cox? <laughs> yeah, maybe because. Yeah, may, maybe I, I I researched it. I couldn't find anything. But listen, listen to that lineup and, and listen to the statistics behind it. The 300 batting averages: Furio Furillo batted 3.44, Schneider 3.36, Robinson Jackie Robinson 3.29, Campanella the catcher batted 3.12, and Hodges batted 3.02. 30-plus home runs, uh, Schneider had 42, Campanella had 41, and Hodges had 31, 100 RBIs. Campanella had 142, Schneider 126, Hodges 122. It sounds like you did not get a break whenever you were facing that team. Tim, I know you weren't around back then, but but were the 53 Dodgers still talked about sometimes in, in the Dodger lure? Not, <laughs> not too much because they didn't win. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they didn't win the World Series, but I mean those players, Campanella and of course Jackie Robinson, those guys were I mean they're Hall of Famers and they're not the only Hall of Famers on this list, but so Roy Campanella, a catcher, right? We all know how terrible the catching position is as far as offensively goes. Now, like, yes, yeah. now, nowadays. <laughs> yeah. He won M he won MVP that year as one of the best offensive seasons by any catcher that there was and listen again he had campanella hit 312 41 home runs and 142 rbis batting oh it looks like he batted sixth in that last sixth or seventh in that lineup so roy campanella some big names back then i remember hearing the the name Wee reese whenever i was growing up as a kid uh, and I, I never saw him play or anything like that but just i think a name like Wee always sticks around forever yeah that's a hard name to uh <laughs> To forget, for sure. Was Pee-wee his real name, or was it just his nickname? Hey. All right, ML. <laughs> that's, that's our history lesson for tonight. Uh, the 1953 Dodgers. Got to be a book about them or something. I think it'd be interesting to get a book about them and read that. A lot of big things happened in the MLB standings. You guys want to go over the standings right now? Let's, go, let's, let's, let's take a look at the standings. That's always start, we always start at the top. American League East, not the North. The American League East. <laughs> Tampa Bay is still on top of that division. Yankees are still closely behind them at two. Boston making up a little bit of ground, I think. They're at six games back. Toronto at seven and a half, and there goes Baltimore. There goes Baltimore. Nine and a half games back. Almost hitting double digits now. 
for them. So they're they're dwindling away. American League Central, Minnesota on top of that division. Cleveland, I think, I, I don't know, I don't remember who was on top of that division last week. Do you guys? Minnesota. Minnesota wasn't. Cleveland, Cleveland was at three, so they're trying to hang in there. But, man, guys, Cleveland's hanging right in there in second place at three games. But I'm telling you that Cleveland, Cleveland right now playing the White Sox this week. Now, remember, the White Sox played Boston, and Boston demolished the White Sox, right, over this past weekend. Well, the White Sox are playing Cleveland right now, and the White Sox are just handing it to Cleveland. They only won two to nothing today, but they 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 beat them up yesterday. I, I don't I don't know what's wrong with Cleveland, but but something's not right. Well, well, think about this. Uh, so they're they've lost the first two games of this series, nine to one, and two to nothing. The White Sox have won one of the worst, if not the worst, staff ERAs in the in the majors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they can only score one run in two games. Something is wrong with that offense. I, I would agree with you there. Detroit is behind by five games. White Sox by, back by six. And Kansas City, they have plummeted, plummeted the last ten games. They are four and six, but they are at ten and a half games back. I, whenever I see their, I got Mondesi on my team, and I got Billy Hamilton on my team. I had Dozier on on my team. And, and I'm telling you, I could fire those guys up every night, and most nights they were not disappointing. I don't, I don't know why they're ten and a half games back. I don't know what their offense is not doing, but they got a run differential of minus thirteen right now. It's not. Well, it's not their. It's not their offense that's the problem. It's their pitching. Yeah, they have allowed 181 runs. Yeah, they they have 168 runs, which is more than Detroit and more than the White Sox. It's more than I mean. They're killing Cleveland, Detroit, and the and uh, well, I mean they're a little bit ahead of the White Sox, but I mean they've got the runs. They're just not playing the they're not the pitching's not there and the defense isn't there. Yeah. In the West, Houston's uh, putting a little separation there. They're three games above Seattle. Texas is three and a half games back. Los Angeles is five and a half games back at Oakland at the bottom of that division, but still just six and a half games back. A very a very tight race still going on in the AL West. Yeah, I think Seattle is uh, going <laughs> to, I think they're going to end up being below 500 here pretty soon. In the National League, we have the Phillies on top of the Braves, one and a half games on top of the Braves. Seems like the Braves, uh, the, the six and four in their last 10 games, but it feels like they've made up a little bit of ground this week. The Mets are three and a half games back, Washington five games back, and Miami uh, still not under double digits yet, but nine nine games back behind the Philadelphia Phillies. They did finally get into the double digits in the win category, though. Hey, that's because they're <laughs> playing the Cubs, man. They 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 go. Here's the warm weather team going up to a freezing cold atmosphere yesterday, and they end up beating the Cubs in that environment last night. That that, that this doesn't make sense. Doesn't make the sense. Cubs, yeah. the Cubs been playing well lately too, so. It's still that Achilles heel that y'all have, same as the Braves, that bullpen. Oh, the bullpen the bullpen is a little bit sketchy at best. Uh, in the NL Central, St. Louis is just a half a game up above the Cubs. The Cubs sniffed first place just for a second. They, is they sniffed first place. Half game back, Milwaukee one game back, Pittsburgh three games back, and Cincinnati coming on at six games back right now. I think they're starting to make strides offensively. You know, look at Cincinnati's stuff right here. They're run, they, they, they've scored 147 runs. They've only allowed 124 runs, so they have a plus 23 differential, but they're at the bottom of that division. 
look at Pittsburgh above them. Their 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 run differential is minus twenty six, and and Pittsburgh is three games ahead of Cincinnati. <laughs> That's just bad luck. It happens happens in fantasy all the time. <clears throat> That's true. Do- Dodgers are in the lead, two games above Arizona. San Diego's two and a half games back. Colorado six games back, and the Giants are still hanging around at seven games back right now. The dot, I mean, of course the Dodgers, but uh, San Francisco. I mean, they looked. I don't know if you saw any of that Cincinnati series, but they looked awful. Cincinnati's, you know, Cincinnati's bats have haven't been that great throughout the season, and they're they were hitting all over the Giants. I picked up. Uh, What's, his name? What's the guy they called up this week? Bead, and he had like a a thirty ERA in that game. So we go over some of these things whenever we 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 look at this because I think this is important from a fantasy standpoint, looking at the team stats because uh, you know why why a couple of weeks ago it, it was very smart to start dropping Cincinnati Reds. You know if you if you wanted your team to score any runs or any RBIs, just get rid of the Reds. All right, that's going to be one step in the right direction. But now the Reds are coming on a little bit. So as we look at team stats and runs, think about how this may be able to affect your fantasy team, especially if you're looking for people on the waiver wire, because if you find somebody that you think is a good pick, they're going to be surrounded by other people if that team is scoring a lot of runs. For example, the Seattle Mariners scoring a ton of runs right now. They're the first ones in the 200s, it looks like. Uh, and the Dodgers are are close second. I think the Dodgers have 196 runs, while the Mariners mm-hmm. have 207. And I think uh, Cody Bellinger has accounted for 174 of those Dodgers runs, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> might be right. <laughs> the Rangers and Diamondbacks are right there at three and four. The Cubs are are starting to come up, and their offense is really starting to click right now at 188. Red Sox are scoring uh, some runs still. They're they're in the 180s, uh, down at the bottom of the list. Of course, we all know Miami Marlins. We stay away from Miami Marlins. Detroit Tigers, who I think were only what six games back, maybe or something like that. They're at the bottom of the list here as well. They're at 111. The Pirates, the Indians, at 119 for runs scored. Right there in in the same category with Blue Jays, Giants, Indians, Pirates, Tigers, and Marlins. Uh, Cleveland just does not seem right. Yeah, that's that's a that, that's a floundering team at best. It's it, it does not look pretty. So We've got some uh, injuries, to, pretty significant injuries to, to the some of their best players, don't they? At least pitching wise, but yeah, a lot of their a lot of their hitters have come back. Yeah, Lindor's been around a little bit. Maybe maybe it was rushed through some things. They they still they're they're only three games back, so they they have a plenty of opportunity to get back into things. Leading the league in home runs, Mariners, Brewers, Astros, Twins, Dodgers are down at fifty seven home runs. How many does Bellinger have? Fourteen. Fourteen still. Fourteen. Yep. So so the rest of the teams got thirty four thirty three home runs uh, between think, the rest. Uh, of the- well, and then uh, Peterson's got ten. So you take those two out of the equation, the Dodgers could be finding trying having a tough time to find a way to score any runs. And uh, Roberts seems to take help help that situation out by not playing Peterson quite as often as he should be. Right. C- Cincinnati Reds <laughs> are tied for six with fifty four home runs, right next to the Yankees, the Padres, the Diamondbacks. If you have if you need home runs. 
do not turn to the Marlins. Do not turn to the Tigers, the Pirates, the Giants, or the Indians because they're just not going to be able to give you a lot. If you are streaming pitchers, this is important to know. Which teams strike out the most? Well, the Seattle Mariners, the same teams that score the most and hit the most home runs. Well, the Mariners, the Brewers are both striking out at record clips, it seems like, uh, 370 and 357 respectively. The Toronto Blue Jays, who are at the bottom off of the offensive categories, are at the top of the strikeout category. Uh, they're number three with 349 strikeouts as a team. So offensively, you do not want to fa- you do not want to have many Blue Jays on your team. But if you're a streaming pitchers and you can find the Toronto Blue Jays on the schedule with a pitcher going against them, hey, you got something there. Mets, Padres, Nationals, they all strike out a lot. White Sox and Rockies are at the top of the list. If you're looking for K's, though, don't go against the Angels if you're looking for K's. They, they hardly have any strikeouts. They got 200, where the Mariners have got 370. So quite a, quite a big differential there. I, Minnesota Twins, the Houston Astros are down at the bottom of this list. Not a lot of strikeouts there. A real surprising one for me still is the Oakland Athletics. The Oakland Athletics have had to have changed some kind of philosophy in their locker room. They used to be at the top of these lists as far as K's goes, strikeouts as a team. Uh, accumulated and now they're down here at the bottom and it's really a, a strange thing in one year to have such a big turnaround also the pirates don't strike out a lot but they were at the bottom of our run category and our home run category so uh, i don't maybe they need to start swinging the bat harder maybe <laughs> maybe they're bunting a lot in, in, in pittsburgh i don't know red Sox, cubs and cardinals round that all out all right fellas let's go on to news and notes injuries news and notes Nick Senzel in his uh what his first time at leadoff is that right Bobby you have him on your team and mm-hmm. he hit a pair of solo homers in the twelve to four route of the Giants on Monday is that right That's right I mean he uh, he's hit three home runs in his first four or five games that he's he's been up he's thrown in a stolen base to boot so he looks good looks like he's going to be in the rookie of the year conversation this year. Yankees activated Clint Frazier from the 10-day injured list. Red Sox placed David Price on the 10-day injured list. Uh, Jonathan L- Jonathan Lasagna. How do you say his name? Lucega. Luis Sega. How about that? Like. Luis yeah, Luis. Sega. <laughs> He'll start for the Yankees Wednesday <clears throat> against the Mariners. So if you're looking to stream pitchers, he might be one right there if you need some Ks. Kyle Seeger will begin a rehab assignment shortly. The Mariners manager Scott Service said on Monday... Uh, Scott Seeger, he's a third baseman. We've all talked about how third basemen are hard to find, uh, but he's he, he's a 20 home run guy. He's a good RBI guy. He hits 250, and he'll be in that Mariner lineup, which might be a good thing if you're looking for third baseman. Keep your eyes open for Kyle Seeger. This is important. Uh, Dustin Pedroia, who we thought maybe was walking off into the sunset, he's going to start uh, three days from now in a rehab assignment with Double A Portland. Isn't this going to hurt Michael Chavez's playing time? If I were a manager, and I'm not, I would I would leave Pedroia on the bench. Yeah, I was about to say he would be he would be my uh, spot starter bench guy. Uh, give him some rest. Don't wear out those knees because he is he he is on on his uh, swan song. I would give I would give Michael uh, Chavis the the benefit of the doubt and let his hot bat roll. I would agree with you. It, 
uh, he's already second base and third base eligible, so maybe they can uh, rotate him around a little bit. But Chavis is, is playing really good right now. He's smoking hot as bad as uh, just on fire. He he was tearing up. I I think I think there is still a ball of his in Lake Michigan in Chicago right now. All right, that's how he is. Now. Austin Meadows said he's going to go through a full workout Monday, and he's shooting for a return this weekend. Austin Meadows, Tampa Bay got a lot of those kind of weapons. A lot of in the fantasy world, I like to say a lot of 2020 weapons, a lot of 20 home run, 20 stolen base guys. Blake Trinan, he's going to be expected to avoid the injured list. Brett Nicholas announced his retirement from baseball. Do you guys know who Brett Nicholas is? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Brett, Nic- Brett Nicholas it looked like he was going to have a long career as a catcher in the White Sox organization. All he did was bat 252, four home runs, and 110 plate appearances. He's 30 years old. And let me just ask you this. You know, when we when we look at something like this from our from our uh, chairs that we sit in at home and we go, well, we don't we've never heard of Brett Nicholas. But is Brett Nicholas's career a success or a disappointment in your eyes? Uh, those 110 played appearances. How many seasons did that go? Yeah, it's, that it's, it, 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 it was it, he spent, he was a minor league journeyman is what he was. So I, I, I wouldn't say that's a disappointment for sure you only made 110 plate appearances and you're 30 years old and i would say that's successful at all well you know i can't really say that i've never i didn't play in the major leagues but <laughs> so i can't i never even played in the minors so i guess yeah. if you consider making it to the big show as a success yeah that is that's a success but as far as you know what he was projected to do Oh, that was a disappointment. There's an article, and Bobby, Bobby will post this article uh, sometime between now and, and in the morning or tomorrow, written by on All Sports Talk by Aaron Garcia. It, it's really an interesting article about how hard it is to hit a baseball. And he, he kind of paints this picture. He says, you step into the batter's box with 50,000 screaming fans behind you. The tying runs on third base. You're down to your last out, and all you need is a single to extend the game. And there's a pitcher that stands 60 feet, 6 inches away from you. Did you know the diameter of a baseball is three inches and the diameter of a bat in, in its sweet spot is two and three quarter inches that yeah. the, the bat is smaller than the ball and you got to hit the, <laughs> you got to hit the ball with the bat playing baseball is such a hard game that when I sat there and I looked at this guy, you know, I look at Brett Nicholas and I think, wow, man, uh, you weren't really successful in the major leagues. And then I think about how hard it is for me just to hit a softball. He he went on a major league field, and he he had a chance to hit. He he had a home run in the major leagues, man. That's that's pretty outstanding. I, I'm not going to yeah. say his career was a success, but dude, what that that has got to be a big joy. Baseball's cr- a crazy sport because it's the only sport where you can be you can fail a majority of the time and still be successful. Do you know that if a fastball comes at you while you're standing at the plate, and let's say the average speed of a fastball is 95 miles per hour, you have 0.43 seconds to try and figure out if you need to swing at that. Is it is it going to be a ball? Is it going to be a is it too high? Is it too low? Is it outside? Is it inside? You have 0.43 seconds to make up a decision to swing at that, and then right afterwards, dude may throw a 77 mile per hour curveball that breaks 14 inches, bigger than a ruler. It breaks 14 inches. And you have half a second to figure out if you want to swing at that. 
You know the only thing that's happening to me if I'm standing at the plate looking at a pitcher? I, the only thing that's happening to me is my pants are probably getting wet. That's the only <laughs> thing that's happening to me. And, I mean, that doesn't uh, speak to just the athletics, uh, athleticism of, of the players and their extreme skills. Just what we're talking about, how they can do that. But not only can they do that, but they can step into somebody else's sport mm. and be just as good at that sport. But nobody, not I'm not going to say nobody because there's been a few. You don't see very many people coming from other sports and playing baseball and can and can do that at a high level, like a baseball player could step into basketball or to football and perform at a high level. It's definitely a skill set that that you uh, have got an advantage on if you're born with it and you can improve it. But man, like somebody like this, Brett Nicholas, and he probably won't get a lot of talk on any podcast, but Brett Nicholas, you know, he developed all he could, and and, and in my eyes, that guy's a I, I, my hat's off to him. Happy retirement, Brett Nicholas. D. Gordon. This is important news, too, because I think he's probably a little bit older than Brett Nicholas. D. Gordon went three for four and homered against the Yankees Monday. The reason why I think that's funny, he, <laughs> he uh, hit a homer against C.C. Sabathia. It's like the old man's baseball team or something right now. And this is just the third homer ever off of left-handed pitching for D. Gordon. He has three homers so far total this year. And you know what? That leaves him just one shy of his career high. So D, D mm. Gordon is just one. The balls are juiced, man. You can tell D Gordon's hitting bombs. <laughs> okay, D Gordon's hitting bombs. Bryce Harper went over four pair of strikeouts in Philadelphia. Things aren't going well for Bryce there. He did hit a grand slam today, though. Hey, Pedro Strope surrendered three runs and one hit in a trio of walks. You know, it was really cold weather that last night in Chicago. But I'm going to mention this for all the Pedro Strope owners. Carl Edwards Jr. was called back up to the ball club Monday. And Joe Madden said one thing about Carl Edwards Jr., that he really liked his swagger when he walked into the locker room. They wanted to give Carl Edwards Jr. the job last year a little bit. They've always wanted Carl Edwards Jr. to take over that job. Mentally, if he's ready, he might just steal, uh, go in there and start stealing some saves from Pedro Stope before before anybody else even has a chance to. So That'll, that'll be interesting to see because... I'm not going to say little people or, you know, short people can't close games or can't pitch because for for a while, Tim Lincecum was a, was a, a you know, a, a top pitcher. But this guy is, when, when he gets on the mound, he looks so small. <laughs> he's like, he's like five foot eight and 150 pounds. I mean, he is, he looks like skin and bones on the mound, but he can throw the ball like crazy. Yeah, so it's just something to keep an eye on. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he went over 3 with two strikeouts, committed an error against the Twins on Monday. It hasn't been a storybook beginning for Guerrero, that's for sure. He's 5 for 45 for 33 with one RBI after 9 games. You guys think he's going to get anything back? You think you think he can hit at this level? Surely he can hit at this level, right? I think he'll be fine. I think he's just kind of got that you know he's just trying to find himself right now um he's a rookie he's young i do i will say that he's got a he's got a little pudge in his gut that he needs to maybe burn off a little bit have longevity in the in the league so we would say baseball has got some mental aspects of it right you gotta you gotta overcome some mental hurdles mm-hmm. I, i'm just gonna say vgj vladimir guerrero jr 
he's stepping into a legend's shoes in Toronto. You know, his dad, his dad is a legend, and he's got to follow that up. If you go through the minors, maybe it doesn't hit you until you actually step into the major league batter, batter's box, and it just it just all gets you. I, he's five for thirty three, guys. Five for thirty three, no home runs. Hasn't really hardly sniffed a home run. Just something to think about with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. To me, if you can get something for him, if I'm an owner of him, if I can get something for him, I'm trying to get something for him. That's all I know. Martin Perez, keep the train rolling on Monday. He threw seven scoreless innings with a career-high nine strikeouts and a win over the Blue Jays. Are you guys interested in Martin Perez at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, pitching is a premium right now. Most of your big names are struggling or have been struggling, so... If uh, if you can find somebody who is pitching really well, you're gonna you're gonna want to stick with him. And if you don't have him and he's available, pick him up and stash him. Pitching, pitch. I mean, that, that's why I'm streaming pitchers so much right now, just because we're trying to find that guy who I could hopefully keep on my on my roster. But it's been slim pickings. Speaking of pitchers, Chris Paddock, man, recorded a, a, a career-high 11 strikeouts over seven and two-thirds scoreless innings against the Mets. Chris, he generated an eye-popping 21 swinging strikes last night. 21 swinging strikes. He'll carry a microscopic 1.56 ERA and a .67 whip uh, into his next start against the Dodgers, Tim. So, so, so look out. Bobby, do you still have a copy of that picture? You got to post that paddock picture up again, man. <laughs> and, and if you can, for my birthday's coming up, get me a poster of that so I can put it on the frenemy studio wall. I want a picture of that. I want a po- or poster of that. I want a poster of that Ted Williams pose that he had, man. He looked he looked like a bad man with that gun in the holster and everything yeah. on that. Uh, and and also put 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 one up on the frenemy's uh, Twitter account there of of Fitz Magic. I want I want the Fitzpatrick thing where he was wearing. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's outfit. I I need one of those because Tim, that had a lot of the hair on top. You know, he just looked like a cool dude, man. I, I want posters of that up around this frenemy studio. You can look at those things. You can look at that article I was referring to earlier. You can find that all on on Fantasy Frenemies on Twitter at f frenemies on Twitter. Frenemies is always spelled F R I E N E M I E S. So go there for all these things that we talk about, pictures, posts, and everything else. What what? Tim, is there any concern here if you're a Kenley Jansen owner? Because Julio Urias fired a scoreless inning to record the first save of his major league career. I remember being on Kenley Jansen's roller coaster at the beginning and the end of last year. And and it was really tough trusting Kenley Jansen. I almost just didn't want to trade him because I was like, no way, man. I drafted Kenley Jansen and there ain't no way I'm trading him. But man, it was hard, really hard to trust Kenley Jansen last year. Yeah. He's not the same pitcher that he was two seasons ago when he was the best closer in the game. He's nowhere near that right now. And giving up a grand slam the other night to to lose the game um, didn't help things. And, and Urias, he's a solid young pitcher, throws hard, uh, gets a lot of strikeouts. If they're going to start using him to close games, yeah, Kenley Jansen owners need to uh, – Need to watch out. I I still think Urias should be in the starting rotation for the Dodgers. I don't know what Roberts is doing with him because he he's 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 really good and he's young and I just don't understand why they keep 
Maeda as a starter when Urias should be the starter. I, I think it all comes down to money. I think there's so much money in those older guys. Um, and they don't want to, they don't want to demote them or, or, or trade them as of yet. Uh, kind of a great loss for, for the Dodgers. Cause like you said, Urias has got, got the skill set. He's got the talent and, and he's got the he, swagger too. Like yeah. if you watch him when he's on the mound, he doesn't ever look like he gets like, I mean, if, if, if he throws a bad pitch and somebody knocks it out of the park, you know, he doesn't look like he gets flustered. He just kind of, that's a roll off shoulder, and he goes on to the next pitch. Speaking of the Dodgers, Dave Roberts said Monday that Cody Bellinger will be an outfielder moving forward. No longer going to be a first baseman. He's just going to play in the outfield. He started right field on Monday. Alex Verdugo started in center field. Um, maybe that means Max Muncy plays more first base and he gets some more playing time. I remember in the reading an article, and Dave Roberts said that he wasn't going to platoon people as much as he did last year or the year before, that he really wanted to stick with some more lineups. That was his strategy going forward. It doesn't seem like he applied that so far this year, but maybe this is going to force him to. What do you think about that, Tim? It's going to be a rotation of Muncie and Freeze at first base. I don't think Bellinger should be playing first base that much. I think he he's a excellent outfielder. He's a good first baseman, too, but he is an excellent outfielder. And I, I, th- I think as far as the other guys in outfield, I mean, with Pollock being out as well, I mean, you've got Verdugo, you've got Peterson. Taylor's starting out there now too, and, right? And you got Chris Taylor. And I actually think that they might be going after the Reds just dropped uh, Matt Kemp. And mm. they might they might try to get Matt Kemp back with the way that he played for him last year. So Don't you also think that like you, you never want to see – Bellinger's bat is so important right now to that offense. And, it, you know, MVP status right now for him, possible record-setting pace that he's on. Don't dive after any balls either. Right, Cody? Stay away from the walls. <laughs> don't dive after any balls. Don't don't feel like you got to be a superhero out there in the field. Just just keep taking your 412 average to the plate and getting a hit every other time and getting a home run every three times you bat. Just, just keep doing that, okay? It's <laughs> hard when... It's hard when you're as competitive as Bellinger is. I mean, he's, I don't know if you've watched him chase down balls in the outfield, but that guy hustles like nobody's business. And he, uh, he, he's always given 110% when he's out there. Even when he, when he hits a grounder and he's just r- trying to run to first base, he, he's one of the few guys that, I, that you'll see in the league that will sprint to first base, even if there's pretty much no chance he's going to be safe. He's still sprinting as hard as he can, and there's been a few times where he's beaten the, beaten the out. So the, the Dodgers are in first place, right? Mm-hmm. So that means LeBron James is a Dodger fan right now. If they if they fall out of first, <laughs> he may not be. He may be a Giants fan before the season's over with. You never know. But LeBron James is a Dodgers fan right now. We need to get LeBron James to go talk to Cody Bellinger and tell him that if you are a superstar, that you do not need to play hard on the defensive side of the court. Okay. <laughs> when you, I mean, he needs to get a little lesson and he will, he will respect LeBron James and, and he will listen to LeBron maybe, and just allow Cody to not give that 110% only when it's needed. All right. Please, please no. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe this is an argument for the DH rule. Oh Yes. Another, don't, we're not going there. Matt Olson will be activated from the injured list on Tuesday. That's a good thing. So Matt Olson is their first baseman. We talked about first base, and first base seems a little bit deep, but Matt Olson has some power in his bat. 
throw, be thrown into the Oakland lineup very soon. Looking at some closer news, Rasiel Iglesias told Bob Nightingale of the Cincinnati Inquirer that the Reds are using him horribly wrong. Uh, they tried, Through 15 appearances, he allowed nine runs on 17 hits, including four homers for Iglesias, seven walks in 16 and a two-third innings. He's already lost five games. Okay, this guy is not a, not a starter, and he's losing five games so far. He has an ERA of 3.86 at nine appearances in safe situations, compared to a 6.14 ERA in six appearances in non-safe situations. So he's just kind of throwing them out there, it seems like, sporadically. And Iglesias is telling him, hey, I want to be used as a closer. We'll see what that hap- situation happens in the future. I don't know if you're a manager, if you listen to somebody who comes out publicly and criticizes you. Or, you know, would you rather keep that behind closed doors? Or did he keep them behind closed doors and the manager never listened? So either way, it can get a little testy in Cincinnati. David Robertson is aiming to throw, start throwing a bullpen session this Friday for Philadelphia. So he might be back on the radar to muddle things up in Los Angeles a little bit more. Cody Allen has been activated from 10 day injured list. So if you're desperate for saves or if you want saves, raise your hand. Okay. That's everybody. They like saves, <laughs> uh, but Cody Allen has been designated. He was the, the closer going into the year for the angels got hurt, got taken out of the closers role. I don't know which came first, but either way uh, he's now been activated. Otani has been activated from the 10-day injured list. You guys expecting anything out of Sohei Otani? I'm expecting him to DH. That's about it. Yeah, I think you. He might uh, come out with uh, 20 home runs still. Leonis Martin has returned to the Indians lineup. The reason why I mentioned that is we're all uh, looking at the AL teams this week. Um, as far as you, me, and Bobby go, uh, Tim, Tim, Bobby, and I are going. We're looking at the AL teams to find some sleepers in the AL, some people that jump out at us that might be out there in your league if you're looking for runs, RBIs, home runs, or maybe even a pitcher or two. If you're looking for any of those things, we're going to be covering that later on in the show. Career minor leaguers. Let's check in on the career minor leaguers and see how we're doing. Career minor leaguers are a league that the three of us are in. And uh, we, this is what we started the podcast for, was to be able to keep our league up to date a little bit. And we did it for our league. The Lost Puppies are at top of the top of the leaderboard. Did you think that, either one of you think that was going to happen? Bobby, did you, did you think old uh, Marquise was going to be at the top of the leaderboard at all this year? Uh, with his team, I thought he had a chance. He's got a pretty uh, uh, pretty good team across the board. He he doesn't have a lot of necessarily superstars, but uh, everybody's solid. Everybody uh, is filling out the stat categories. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see why he couldn't grasp. You're one and a half games back. Mookie Monster is one and a half games back. So you guys are second and third, respectively. But uh, for some reason, Mookie Monster is on top of there. He's got more wins or something. I, I don't know how to decide. He's got them. one one more win than I do, and he's got two. Two less ties than I do. So, and then there you are, Bobby, at, at uh, fourth, and I am tied with you as far as two games back. I don't know a head-to-head matchup. I guess would decide that if we were talking about playoffs today, because uh, we only have four teams that can make our playoffs. Is that right? That's correct. Woo! Such a competitive league, and we got four teams. I'm probably saying that because I'm the fifth team right now. Marauders sitting at six. Mark has zoomed up that. Uh, leaderboard. He's only four games back. Trout's milkshakes five games back. Jordan, our new guys, five and a half games back. 
and and there's Brandon. He's at ten games back. We gotta get, we gotta cut Brandon some slack. We're all gonna have things we go through during the year. Brandon's moved into a new house, and there's a lot of things going on. It's hard to concentrate on fantasy sports whenever life gets in the way, you know. I, I think I think right now in our league, since we are, golly, we're we're so even. It's it's incredible that we have. Nine teams within what was it? Five games of first. Yeah, five and a half. Five and a half. Uh, somebody's going to have to be left out of the uh, of the uh, conversation at least for a week. I mean, because this this just changed dramatically over the course of a week. You never know that this is a really good season, really good league. Uh, it definitely is right now. Very competitive, too. Very, We have to stay ahead of everybody in this league if we're going to try and pick up anybody off the waiver wires or anything like that. Uh, oh, every, every game counts. Would you not say that? Every point counts, <laughs> it seems yeah. like, in this league. It's good. Every, Especially every day four. counts. <laughs> with only four playoff spots, every, every point is going to count this year. Uh, leading the league in runs. I'm leading the league in runs. I got 220. over One over carries. Got 219. Brandon's down at the bottom at 178. I don't, I don't see anything that kind of looks ironic or weird. Lost Puppies is sitting at 192 in the runs, but but is sitting at top of first place right now. And last week, I think he was just second to last on runs. So seems like an unusual stat. Home runs. Jordan leading the league in home runs. I, I can't imagine what would happen if he set his roster every day. He's got 69. Uh, Tyler's at 66. I'm at 66. Mark is shooting up those boards. He's at 64 home runs. I think Mark, Mark's team may go ice cold on him, though. You know, it, he's been tearing it up so hard. It, his team's got to come back down to earth, wouldn't you think? Anybody's bats can go cold at any time. Tim, 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 you know, <laughs> you know, last week. Your, I your know bats exactly nice what it's like for your bats <laughs> to go cold. I think I had two days last week where I was like less than 100 batting average. It's ridiculous. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I've never had, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had a night. I had one night or one day last week. I was like 0.080 for my batting average. It's insane. That's, that's just uncalled for. <laughs> That's crazy. You need to fire everybody and get a new team. <laughs> well, speaking of firing everybody, I know Brandon. And Brandon will see his run total being at 178, his home runs being at 47, down at the bottom of the board on a couple of those things. Brandon, in the past, has just started dropping people left and right. And he's like, forget it, man. They don't hit. They ain't on my team no more, you know? <laughs> And Tim, you're down there, 50, 54, and, and lost puppies at 54. Not a great offensive team, maybe for Marquise, but he's definitely he definitely has certain categories wrapped up right now. RBIs, I'm I'm at the top of that one at 209. Mark is at 204. I'm telling you, last week, if you go back and look at Mark's statistics for last week, he probably had 180 of those RBIs last week. That's just one week. That's all, and he, he demolished me in some of those categories. At the bottom of that list, oh, it's not. Yeah. And Tim, you're still down there. That's not. Let's just move on to the next stat. How about that? All right. All right. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on then. Stolen bases. Um, um, well, let's see. It's not updating real quick. Hold on. 
I am still on top of that leaderboard in stolen bases with 35. Lost Puppies has 31. Trout's Milkshakes has 27. He got three stolen bases on me last night. And I'm going, who in the world is stealing bases for Trout's Milkshakes, man? But he, he's tied with Carey at 27. You know, thinking about strategies in the draft, Tyler, Tyler drafted a couple like Eloy Jimenez, and he drafted uh, Guerrero Jr., and also, Tyler is sitting on the bottom of our average chart at 248 right now. And I wonder if there's a correlation there between that. Vlad, we already talked about him going five for four, five for 33. And I, I don't know if Tyler's not played him hoping for that breakout game yet. You know, that could, that, that could just really come back to bite you a little bit. Over on the pitching side of things, that, that might be where Marquise is really making up ground. He's got 31 wins. Trout's milkshakes with 28. Tyler, Carey, and you, uh, or both of you, are all right there, 27 and 26s. You guys got a lot of pitchers on your staff. And, and where, where are you at there? Uh, oh, I'm at 13. I, 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 don't have, I don't have a starting. <laughs> you don't even I, have a starting pitcher on your team. <laughs> I, I don't know where the 13 wins came from, to be honest with you. I don't have a, I don't have a starting pitcher on my team at all. I, I really don't. That was a strategy going into the season a little bit. Kind of, Kind of made it halfway through the year and, I say halfway through the year so far. Two weeks in, I just finally committed all the way to it. And that that was my strategy to get rid of all my starting pitchers. I, I drafted a couple just so I could trade a couple. And uh, pitching is just so terrible. Just so It's so hard to predict. It's it's just – and, and it's come back to bite me a couple times. I'm staying afloat. I'm still above 500. I would have won last week. I, I, I had a minute, so I went ahead and looked at it. I would have beat more than half of our teams. I think I would have beat – just just one more than half our teams or right at half our teams last week if I wasn't playing Mark. And I said, OK, all right, if I would have won half, I'm still not in too bad a shape. But this this may really come back to get me, guys. I don't know. I don't know if this is a good strategy or not. I'm always looking for the angle and this angle may drop me. It's, it's my my team is on a house of cards right now. It's bizarre. Just to tell you the <laughs> truth, it's bizarre. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll see about this. Uh, saves though, that's the one thing that that is just dogging me out. I can't believe that I got all the all the relievers and 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 the saves. I'm at 28 though. I passed Tim, so I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm Tim's here at 26. Bobby is tearing it up with 35 saves. Bobby, and you yeah. still can, and you still can't have Kirby Yates. I don't, I don't want <laughs> Kirby Yates. And now, he course, want the, now he doesn't. The, the 30 <laughs> the 35 million trades that you've sent says otherwise. <laughs> I, don't ever, don't ever give up. I'm a, I keep that positive attitude. Don't ever give up. Oh, uh, all right. So moving on here, that's our career minor league stats. We appreciate everybody hanging in there with us as we cover these things. We're coming into the mid part of the week, and people are going to need to try to find a little bit of places to get runs or RBIs. So we divided the leagues up: the American League and the National League. And and Tim, you are going to be our American League West expert because you like the National League West. So I'm just going to keep you in the West out there, okay? Uh, All right. I, I, I will stay in the central because my Cubs are in the central. It's kind of worked out for us. And Bobby, you are in the east, right? You're you're going to be over there in the east because your Braves right. are over there in the east. It really confuses me. Time zone things really confuse me. I don't understand why the Braves are in the east and and I can get to Atlanta and just a hop, skip, and a jump from where I live. But it is what it is. And so so you're going to take over the east. Let's look at some players that, if you can. Just uh, Bobby, give me one or two players out of the East that that American League East, any of those teams that people can look for and find as a hidden treasure. I'm gonna give you one that's a hidden treasure. 
Uh, he may or may not be available in your league. I don't think he's available in ours. Um, but Dwight Smith Jr. Hmm. Uh, he is currently the number 56 fantasy player on uh, Yahoo Sports. Projected as 410. He's hitting 288, six home runs, 21 uh, runs, and 22 RBIs. Uh, yes, he's playing for Baltimore, uh, but they have surprised us a little this year. Uh, Man- Trey Mancini has been uh, a pretty stout bat. They're getting there, getting there slowly, but they have they have some good players, and Dwight Smith is is definitely a uh, a guy to be looking for. Uh, he's also got some speed. I think he has four stolen bases, playing some outstanding defense. You I mean you name it, he's he's been doing it for Baltimore. The other guy I chose is probably not going to be available, but if you could find some way to trade for him. He's been a uh, he's been a he's been a surprise. Uh, Tyler Glasnow projected to be 131, which is a you know a decent level uh, pitcher, but he is the number three fantasy player in Yahoo right now. Number three, he has six wins. If I'm not mistaken, that means he's won every single game that he's pitched hmm. with a 147 ERA. And a .86 whip. That's that's pretty stinking good. If you drafted him, congratulations. You you have gotten a steal on a very good team. I'm sorry for the long pause there. I'm trying to figure out a way to pry Trout's milkshake's hands off of Tyler Glasnow. Uh, but Tyler Glasnow, is, he is uh, uh, widely owned, 89% owned in Yahoo League. But if you somehow, I think that that'd be a good strategy. He plays for the Tampa Bay Rays, so uh, they're they're on they're they're a very good team, and they will continue to win, I think, for the rest of this year. What about you, Tim? Do you find any anybody out there in the American League West that we need to keep our eye on, or that we need to get? I mean, I just went with some guys that are not owned in our league, and I've got uh, two batters and a pitcher. I've got uh, David Fletcher, the Angels. Second base, third base, and outfield. So he's eligible for all those. And on the season, he's batting 296 with 14 runs, two homers, 11 RBIs, and three stolen bases. And in the last two weeks, he had he he batted 355 with eight RBIs. And uh, I just think he's somebody to to maybe keep an eye out for. And then you've got Ryan Healy in uh, Seattle. He's always He's got 20 runs, 21 RBIs, five home runs, batting 234. I think the average is going to start to go up. Hopefully, here um, he he is playing a lot for the for the Mariners, so I think he's somebody to definitely keep an eye on, just because he's always he's he's a guy that can get hot and do well for you. I mean, he's got 20 runs and 21 RBIs. That's that's a pre- those are pretty good numbers. Then for my pitcher, I've got Tyler Skaggs. For the Angels as well. He's got three wins on the season, 24 strikeouts in 26 innings pitched. And he's uh, got a 3.12 ERA and a 1.23 whip. So he's a guy I would consider at least streaming if you need a, a pitcher. He He's had some, some really good outings of late. So. All right. Thank you for those words of advice. I like Fletcher. Fletcher's a good ball player. Seems to make good contact on things. 
I, I took the American League Central, and, and I started combing through these things. I just kind of went by the teams, and I went through the lineups, and I started looking at players who I think are performing well and who could keep it up. Tim, I think you own Max Kepler. Uh, I may have put, after I, after I was doing research here, I may have put in a trade offer for Max Kepler. Max Kepler is, is crushing the ball, man. It, it, he's got a lot of good power. He's making good contact on things. His ISO rating, he's in the 200s, which is an elite power rating when you look at the advanced analytics or the advanced stats. So when I see that and his fly ball rate is very good, that guy, it might be a breakout year for Max Kepler. Just keep your eye on him. But when you talk about Minnesota, Sano is uh, on the injured list, but he's he's taking some swings down the minor league. So if you if you have somebody you want to stash, who is I believe you could put him on the DL right now, possibly. I can't remember if you can or not. But he uh, that might be Sano might be a name that you want to keep an eye on and have if you have room on your bench for a stash player. When I was looking at Cleveland, guys, I looked at Cleveland's stats, and it was just so crazy. You look at their stats, and you're like, everybody has an opportunity to go up here. But a lot of people own these folks. The, the one that I saw that kind of jumped out at me, Leonis Martin, he, he might really be able to make a comeback if you're looking for somebody. They, they have him at the top of the lineup a lot of nights. Jake Bowers also looks like he should be crushing the ball and he's not putting something together but man if that guy ever can he's first base and outfield eligible jake bowers when i looked at detroit josh harrison he's at a, he's like a, at a super low batting average but his batting average is gonna is gonna looks like it should start skyrocketing from everything that i've looked at his contact rate is really good he doesn't hit the ball in the air a lot um it, it just it looks like he's had a lot of bad luck is what it looks like and if Brandon Dixon, I know we, we talk about catchers a lot of times. Brandon Dixon is a name who's who's sitting on the bench a lot for the Detroit Tigers. But as Detroit continues to fall back in the standings a little bit more, if you hear Brandon Dixon getting playing time, you, you should really check him out. But, but the big name I saw that I, I Jorge, Jorge Soler, he was in the Cubs franchise, and I, I know that maybe I have a sweet spot for him because he used to be able to come up. There was thunder in that guy's bat. All right. There was thunder in his bat. And so Lair is struggling a little bit on batting average, but it's come up a little bit over the last couple of weeks. But that guy can crush the ball. And and Jorge Soler has an opportunity in Kansas City surrounded by all those piece, pieces. He bats fourth in that lineup. He can put up some really good numbers, I believe. And and so I would keep my eye on Jorge Soler. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Fantasy Frenemies. We hope we've enlightened you. We hope we've educate, educated you, given you a couple of good players to be able to add to your team. You can reach us at fantasyfrenemies at yahoo.com or on Twitter at ffrenemies, ffrenemies on Twitter. You can download the episodes on the Podbean app. You can also find us on Spotify, on iTunes, and I always put a little link. I put little links up there so you can contact us a little bit easier than just remembering how to spell frenemies, F-R-I-E-N-E-M-I-E-S. But you can always just click on those links. And and listen, we would love to hear from you some way, some shape, somehow. You, in the Podbean app, you can go in there and you can leave a comment. Comments are very important so that we can know how to improve the show. Comments are very important for people that are looking at our show and looking to subscribe. They might be able to subscribe to us then if they see that you have left a good comment. Or you can contact us, like I said, at fantasyfrenemies at yahoo.com. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again on Thursday night. 